When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Terraform Development is an engineering and architectural design studio company located in Flagstaff, Arizona. Co-owner and founder Eddie Kalnimtua supports the Hopi way of life and supports the next generation, including hiring Hopi professionals, individuals like Dr. Brianne Laban from the village of Tewa. Contact Terraform at 928-864-5022, extension 1, or you can email them at info at T-E-R-R-A, the number 4-O-R-M.com, or visit their website at www.terra, the number 4-O-R-M.com to learn more about Terraform development. They can design your next home, manage your next construction project, or fly their latest drone equipment to get aerial views of your project. Also sponsored by Strong Ones. Strong Ones is dedicated to exposing cultural traditions of running that exist within many cultures and tribes worldwide through running apparel. Strong Ones is an individually owned business supporting cultural running traditions and supporting local organizations within the Hopi Reservation. They can be found at strongones.myshopify.com. Again, that's strongones.myshopify.com. They are also on Facebook at Strong Ones 15. Yeah. You are now listening to the Carl and J-Man Saves the World podcast. I am your host, the five-star, five-diamond chef, J-Man. And with me, as always, my trusty sidekick, Carl. Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, so we made it to, this is the fifth episode, right? Yeah, we're midway through midway season Midway through two. to season, season three, actually. We're midway through to season three. No, we're in season two. I know, we're still in season two, but we're midway through to season three. Kind of get it? No. <laughs> and so it's kind of remarkable that, you know, we did make it this far because, you know, Carl offended a lot of uh, coyote ladies. <laughs> and the fact that he's still walking, I, I think, you know. Oh, man. Either, don't either don't a- remind me of that. My sister, if she, she's probably going to listen to this episode again, and she has her her beginning already, and she's probably going to cut off my tail or something in that manner. So... Courtney, I'm, I'm not sorry. <laughs> I, I was going to say you're probably a good hider because I know that you're not a good runner. So that's the only thing I can think I've of. Been as doing to why stre- you're I've still- been doing a lot of stretching. <laughs> so this episode here, um, talking about urbans versus uh, natives, there was a lot of... Uh, urbans versus natives or... <laughs> what is it? Urbans versus... Uh, res natives. Res natives. And in one of your posts, 
Mm-hmm. You you did on Facebook mm-hmm. a while mm-hmm. back, man. Mm-hmm. That was so controversial. Yeah, it was. And you know, like we we'd like to thank all the listeners out there for indulging us with these last two episodes talking about movies and music. And you know, now to get onto something, I guess a little bit more serious, a little bit yeah. more um, something that's kind of you know a real broad topic amongst native folks. Because then you know, if you do think about it, you know, all native people, you you do do fall into one or two categories of either being. A, a res native or being an urban native yeah and so i really don't think that there's any type of in between that i can think of and so i think that the idea for the topic of today really did come from that facebook post that i made in season one we talked a little bit about it and if you don't follow me on facebook basically you know kind of what i said was that i felt like a lot of urban natives when speaking on issues related to natives in general that they kind of speak from a context that's developed more from like a minority studies type of perspective. Yeah. Which is developed usually, you know, from from the most dominant minority groups, the African-Americans, Latino-Americans, and not necessarily really from um, a Native perspective per se. Because, you know, even though, you know, we're all technically people of color, that there are differences there between are, Native there are, folks, um, African-American folks, and uh, Latino folks. Yeah, they are. It's, it's a huge mixture of, of every type of living culture out here. And it's very unique that every culture has their own type of uh, doings or their own types of cultures or their own types of traditions. And Hopi is not, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not where we're, where we're uh, you know, put into a, a category where a unique mm-hmm, perspective mm-hmm, view mm-hmm. kind of like. Definitely. And I think that at least for the native perspective, I know that the big difference is the fact that our ties to the land. Oh yeah. That, you know, we do claim that, you know, we've been here in time immemorial. Oh yeah. As opposed to, you know, like the African folks obviously, you know, come from Africa and then the Latino Americans have their heritage um, origins from uh, different parts of the world. And, you know, I think the fact that we do come from these lands really does mold, you know, how we perceive our presence within the United States or our presence within, you know, contemporary uh, societies. And so, you know, that that Facebook post, you know, and I, I, you know, I really didn't mean to necessarily (laughs) draw the lines and say that, oh, you know, we're going to start a war, the res natives versus the urban natives, that that uh, was not my intent. I I think it was just, you know, one of those frustrating things where, you know, because of social media. Oh, yeah. That you see how uh, people kind of share their perspectives of everybody. Um, on a larger on a larger uh, platform, and so I think that's really where that stemmed from, um, because you know, and something that we'll talk about later on in the podcast, because I definitely do believe that you know unification is a much more better uh, avenue for us to pursue. But you know, that's kind of a little bit about what my Facebook post was. But you know, we didn't mention it yet either. But today's another special episode. Oh yeah, that we have a special guest. We today. do have a special guest, and she. She reigns from all the way from um, Arizona. Songopavi, Arizona. <laughs> Songopavi, Arizona. So when we get to her, you know, we'll, she'll, we'll allow her to introduce her herself, but she'll definitely give the perspective that neither you or I could give in yeah. terms of, you know, growing up off the reservation, growing up in the urban areas, because we did have that urban experience episode. Yeah. But I think that the part that was missing from that was us discussing, you know, experiences growing up as a native person off the reservation. See, we can, we can say that we grew up in... In Tuba City, but I don't think 
Tuba City is like a... I, I told Cor- Carl that didn't count as an urban area. <laughs> I think that's an urban area. It has a Bashes. It used to... It, it's, I think it still has the uh, the movie theater. It's, it's got a movie theater. Yeah. It's where I took my first date over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'd ask you if that ended well, but I feel like I know the answer already. It, it did end well because Soul picked us both up and drove us back home, so... <laughs> And so really that Facebook post was kind of the genesis of the idea for this episode. Yeah. And I think that, you know, one of the things that we're, we're going to do is just talk about, you know, these different dynamics of how what's the perspective of the res native. Um, and then Kyla will give us the perspective of the urban natives and then kind of, you know, see where the median is for, you know, for the, the happy in between, so to speak. And so I guess, you know, to to to, to start the, the conversation, what are some dynamics that are that make this big difference between urban natives and res natives what are the big differences between the two groups i would have to say the clothing part of it the clothing part the clothing part is the huge difference between urban natives and res natives because uh urban native men wear clothes and (laughs) res native men don't (laughs) urban urban natives wear clothes that aren't holy (laughs) Or have uh, Clorox stains on them. More, more than likely, their clothing articles they didn't buy at the swap meet. <laughs> their shoes actually have, uh, you know, they're actually clean. Their white shoes aren't, aren't brown. Or clothes that they didn't buy at the yard sale. <laughs> so I think that's the, the biggest difference. If you see a, a Native American uh, walking around and he has nice shoes and he has a nice button-up shirt, he's from, he's from the urban area. The shoes, I think, really does tell a tale. Oh, yeah. In terms of, you know, I guess knowing where somebody has walked. Because then the urban natives, you know, they like you're like you're saying, and which is very true that they have very nice shoes. Yeah. More than likely, there's some sort of designer brand, um, designer wear. Because you know, I try my hand at being a little bit queevy, <laughs> so you know, I, I try to rock the the Sperry's or you know the the Aldos. Yeah. Um, those types of brands. But then for like, a, I guess a real true native person, you know what I mean? Like the shoes, sometimes you can't even make out what the logo is <laughs> on the shoe because it's so worn out. Yeah. And pretty much it's just swap meat buy kind of stuff. So, <laughs> oh, and the way that you can tell an urban for from a, a urban from a res is that an urban will come home only to eat a mutton burger, uh, a mutton sandwich, a mutton sandwich. <laughs> yep. Got to get yeah. home to yeah. get my mutton they're, fix. They're always on Facebook saying, I got to get my fix at Swamp Mead or whatnot. And, you, you know, no no other res people will say, I got to get my fix because they're always over there every day. So, <laughs> And then I think that the other the yeah. other uh, distinctive uh, characteristic traits is the way we speak. Oh, yeah. Right? The way we speak. Yeah. I, I think that our urban relatives uh, definitely um, speak a little bit more proper. Yeah. Have a little bit more pahana in their slang. Yeah. And then for us res natives, you know, we're all slang. Yeah, we're all slang. Although I am constantly told that I do speak like a like an urban, so <laughs> I don't know how I speak. I think I speak with uh with a little bit mixture of uh black woman mixed in there kind of deal. Sometimes I can't even figure it out what it is that that uh your speech does sound like. <laughs> Well, my speech is probably the most, I think women love my voice. 
women love my voice. I think they love to laugh at it. <laughs> no. <laughs> women love my voice. What are some other uh, distinct differences that you can think of? Well, besides the clothing and besides the the talking part of it, I think it's I think it's like more of uh, social media. Uh-huh. If you look at it, uh-huh. if you, all of these urban Indians, they post more pictures of themselves, like uh, like more selfies, looking good, looking nice. Especially when they come home to the res. Yeah, especially when they come home to the res and they they have that hashtag feeling native or whatever. Um, for the Hopis, I think it's that hashtag Hopi life or Hopi life. There you go. Yeah, they got the the, the women. They have their <laughs> nails then really nice as they're making their uh, baked goods. <laughs> In the kitchen. Oh, oh, that's another thing too. Is that urban women, urban native women, only know how to make uh, pies and uh, uh, short breads or whatever they're called, like banana breads. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. all they know how to make. <laughs> and then their soos and their other aunties know how to make nokuvi and somiviki and. <laughs> I, I appreciate those pastries when they do pop up here and there for during our dances. Yeah, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. My sister doesn't bake, though. She, you I'm throwing her under the bus every time. You know so. what? That's something that both you and I have might in common because none of my sisters know how to bake either. Really? Yeah. No, because I, when I was over there, they're always baking for me. So I don't know what you're doing. Well, that explains why you don't have any teeth. So. <laughs> Well, you know, one thing that I, I do think of, too, that's also real distinctively different is that um, for, for our urban relatives, I, I feel like that sometimes, you know, you kind of have more time to do other things yeah. aside from, you know, some of the stuff that we're kind of uh, handcuffed to do and related to culture. Because I have a couple of buddies that do live in Phoenix. And, you know, sometimes you'll, you have those conversations, those messages that you kind of relay back to each other back and forth. And so, oh, yeah. what, what are you going to do for the weekend? You know, and then so my urban buddy to be like oh you know i'd probably go for a, a 20 mile run or you know maybe go hit up the um the uh what do they call it the um court where they have fresh vegetables and stuff like that the the food uh, the farmer's food, market farmer's yeah. market. you know probably hit up the farmer's market or you know yeah. maybe go to like a some uh got a birthday party to go to or something in regards to the to the wedding like they actually have plans for the weekend <laughs> and then they ask me you know what are you gonna do um probably go to the cornfield <laughs> I'll probably be there all day. I'll probably much. be at the field, and I'll, and I'll probably be. Uh, that, that, that's pretty much it. <laughs> and it's usually maybe uh, uh, you know I'll, maybe I'll go to town one weekend. You know, you'll say that. You'll yeah, go, yeah, I'll go to town, and they're like, "Town? Where's town?" <laughs> uh, Flagstaff. Flagstaff. <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, just to pick up supplies. That's yeah. probably probably. They, they, they always ask you, you know, what for? Yeah, to, to go grocery shopping. <laughs> to go grocery shopping. Yeah, and that's pretty much how res natives are. Is that, you know they they all they do is just go to town to go get supplies. That's pretty much it. And so I think that because there are differences, these significant differences. Do you think that creates uh, some animosity between the two groups, the res and the urbans? You know, you know, my sister. I'm gonna just throw her under the bus again. I'm just gonna keep throwing her under the bus. Courtney, I am not <laughs> associated with this. I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> So my sister, she she moved away from the res uh, when she was in her in her early twenties, I believe. Okay. And so she she all she knows is like you know oh I want to move out there for a better job and you know the whole the whole res kind of spiel you know I gotta get a I gotta get a good job because I gotta provide for myself you know the whole thing like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but 
she never came she never came home after that you know she just became a mexican <laughs> so trump is probably gonna deport her first so carl's <laughs> perspectives are not shared by other members of the carl and jay man save the world podcast but when when she does come home, and I'm sorry, Courtney, but when she does come home, <laughs> you know she she wants to know how to do all of the native stuff. You know, so she'll, she'll ask so like, how do you make bread, so? And I'm like, God damn it, Courtney, you don't even know how to make bread. And she's like, no, like Martha Stewart probably knows how to make bread. <laughs> Courtney, please, these are Carl's perspectives and not mine <laughs> but anyway i mean i don't i don't know if there's any animosity between well okay brother and sister yes okay but other than that i don't have any other any other perspective view against that so well you know i i think that probably the most obvious ones are that you know like that the fact that you know sometimes the res people the res relatives yeah complain a little bit that the urban relatives don't com- come home enough to learn some of these um these duties that are required by families to be able to uh function yeah uh during whether that's during ceremony time or during other times of the year and then but of course you know if you're somebody and both you and i were in those shoes to where we decided that we wanted to leave the reservation to pursue opportunity which we did and and i think that that's probably a huge reason as to why a lot of people do leave the res is to pursue opportunities whether that's for themselves or for their kids that they go and you know try to create uh, a better situation position for themselves and i think that you know a lot of our relatives that do live in the urban areas were success very successful at oh yeah doing that. they they are successful this paid sponsorship was paid for by justin villarreal nurturing indigenous intelligence is a grassroots organization whose mission is to assist our indigenous students and in their pursuit of education you can follow them on Facebook and Instagram to keep up with upcoming distributions. And I mean, you know, every one of them has pursued their own, like their own heritage and, and they're marketing off of that. I think they're capitalizing off their, off of their own culture or their own traditions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And is it wrong to do it? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Is, is it wrong? I would say no. Yeah. I, I, I would say no. I mean, like, like take, take for like some of the artists that are out there who, who grew up in the, in the, uh, cities, in the, the yeah, urban. in the urban area. And they're, they're very close tied to like their own traditions, but then they market themselves off to say that, Oh, I'm going to create something like skateboards or like yeah, pottery or, exactly. you know, and, and they're, they're market and they, you know, they only go and come to the res because they want to get a little bit influenced uh-huh, or uh-huh. they want to feel spiritual in or, a way. Or, or sometimes, you know, maybe they take influences outside of Hopi oh, yeah. that they see in the urban areas and then start to incorporate that with traditional symbols and such. So, um, but I guess, you know, now's a good time to uh, bring in our, our special guest. Oh, yeah. Let's go ahead and bring her on. So, um, Kyla, are you there? Hey, I'm here. So if you if you want to uh, give your introduction, but like we said the last time that we had special guests, um, Carl is not Carl's real name. It's his uh, anonymity. Anonymity, <laughs> did I say that correctly? My name, my name is DeAndre, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually a, I'm actually seven foot five black guy, so. 
right. Well, if that's your um, your description, then you guys can call me KJ. I don't really like Kyla. Everyone always says Kayla. I don't know where they get the extra A. So yeah, Carla um, called you. So I'm I, I actually called you Kayla last night when when uh, J Man here was uh, texting me about the guest, and I was like Kayla. Take my head. <laughs> that is not me. That's not the name my mom gave me. Oh, get it <laughs> so, right, Carl. So we blame your mom. <laughs> so if Courtney doesn't get to you first, Carl, Kyla will <laughs> probably. <laughs> so 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 Kyla. So to uh, I give uh, KJ to give the um, urban perspective. Uh, one question to ask you, and you know this is something that we've never discussed on this podcast because neither Carl or I have had this experience. But can you give us um, maybe your descriptions of growing up in the urban areas as a native person, and you know maybe give um, what are some distinct differences that are specific to native folks growing up in the urban areas. I think one thing you guys did talk about, um, growing up, I always envied, I feel like I always envied everyone who lives on the res because they get to see day in, day out what's happening. They get to see their souls and quads. And for me, you know, growing up in the city, being in class, you know, you find yourself wondering, like, well, I wonder what they're doing. I wonder... Uh, if we're going home this weekend and that's the hardest thing about you know going up the way I did because it's it's I have to rely on someone else to take me out I have to rely on my mom or my parents and think about you know their financial situation to see if we're even able to make it at home but now that I got older that's my own responsibility but you know being in the city and not having everyone know who you are I guess is what it came down to. And when people walk into, I would invite bros over and my, my friend from school and they walk in and all you see is all the kids and them all over. And they're like, Whoa, what? Hold on. What is going on? I didn't know your house looked like this. And then it was just like constantly explaining myself to everybody. And it, it, I mean, it's not a bad thing because I, I was, proud, I was proud of it. And people were like, Oh, are you Mexican? Or, you Navajo, and I would take so much offense to it. So much offense. I'd be like, no, I'm Hopi. And they'd be like, oh, where's that? I'm like, that's in that's in northern Arizona. And I, I'd pull up my phone and show them where it was at because, you know, you take, that's a part of your identity. And I think with my mom, it was, um, it was, I'm grateful for my mom. I'm so grateful for it because that's something she instilled in me. She always told me, you're Hopi. You're Hopi. You shouldn't be doing this. You're 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 not you're not Bahana. You're not. This is why you can't go out and wear that, or this is why you can't say these things, or you can't. And so it was constantly, like I said, checking yourself, checking where you're at, and checking who you are, and then explaining to the teachers why I had to miss school on a Monday because we just drove back that that same night and we got home maybe at what three o'clock in the morning. And my mom said, you know, nobody, it's a day off for everybody. So explaining to the teacher, you know, I was, and it's weird. I hate saying ceremony, but that's the term they use. It's like, oh, I was at ceremony. And I know this has come in conflict with my own siblings. Um, She had to go through something else for herself. And one of the teachers made a comment. 
to her about like, oh, you're always missing school because of this, and or you're always doing. Or, I'm not gonna make you let you make up the test because you're always missing school for. And she did like air quote ceremony, and my younger sister, not being as outspoken as myself, you know, just sat there and cried. And she's like, I don't understand why they don't understand. I don't understand like what more I can say or what more I can do to make them believe me. And at that point, I you know. Just being me, I called the school. I made a whole complaint. I went on a whole rant on on <laughs> social media, and that's something that's funny to me. We guys had mentioned it earlier about social media. I'm quick to rant on social media. I don't care if you don't like it or if you like it. There's you can unfriend me. You can pipe in in the conversation. But you know, this is just. I feel like that's one thing that's really distinguishing from res natives and urban natives or city natives is. I'm, I feel like I'm constantly having to so, so, defend uh, myself to my own people. So I didn't. So I didn't know that urban natives still use uses bro. <laughs> like you said. Bro, see, that's what I mean. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not. You guys are talking about urban natives, but it's like I. I have those. I have. I have guys who talk to me and say bro, or like, why are you talking like that? You talk like you said. So I have. I'm not. I'm like a mixture of both. I get to see the the, the best of both worlds. So, so uh, KJ, is it safe to say that there's no uh, knees or nas or eyes <laughs> in the urban areas? Like, what are what, what's the urban slang? Yeah. yeah, what's the urban for? Like, oh, I got you, girl. <laughs> like you know the the, oh. the the click like you know that that thing. You know, I got you, girl. What's the what's the res? What's the urban slang for that? Is it just that? Uh, it's just that. I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> so so would, you, would you say that, um, I guess, obviously, uh, being in an urban area, and, and that's where you're at currently, right? You're in the in the Phoenix metropolitan area. Um, being in such a large city with a, a number of a lot of other native tribes, uh, do you find yourself in a position to where you kind of like are intersecting with other tribes and their slang or some of their practices? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I came from, currently at ASU, and I met, there's a lot of awesome people there. And I met all of them, and they have their own slang. And, um, like, Wallapai, I caught on, like, Jeho- like, if I see something, and I see someone, let's see, if I see a lady, and she has, like, the biggest eyelashes on, and she has, like, her whole, like, everything out, I'm going to sit there and say, Jehovah. It's like, what? Like, what are they doing? Like, Jehovah, calm down. So, yeah, definitely. I'm, and my mom teases me and my siblings because as soon as we moved, like, near that res, that's something. We picked up the slang really quick. Wow. Really quick. Wow. So that's something I'll say. Like, Jehovah. And so what's, what's solve, yeah, you're, you're going to solve this controversy. What's the biggest difference between a res Piccadilly and a pickle slushy. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm but born for this conversation. <laughs> okay, so uh, thank you, thank you. Um, my so okay, so a res Piccadilly is just no cone syrup. It's no cone syrup plus the the um, pickles, but they just use any pickle. I be watching. I'm observant. I watch them, and they'll use regular pickles, but pickle slushy. Pickle fleshy people. Creator sent them down there. They sent them down for a reason. These people make their own <laughs> syrup and 
they use a specific pickle. It's the pickle jar that has a red lid. That's the pickles they use. So not and the K-Town pickles. <laughs> <laughs> not the K-Town pickles. They use the, the other ones. The ones you probably find, let's see, at King's Canyon. They use, yeah, and King's Canyon, I did. I seen them. I seen <laughs> so, the, those pickles they use. They so just the generic there. dill pickles. Yeah, I think that's what, and the syrup, the syrup. Oh, the syrup. No kidding. So yeah. there's actually an art that goes into the pickle slushies. I really? No I had no idea about that either. I just, I don't even eat those, but, you know, I guess there's a war <laughs> between that. And and so uh, another a question, if I can be uh, serious for a minute. Um, with you being in, uh, in Phoenix, um, in order to prepare to come home for ceremony preparation, etc., during the hottest times of the summer, to get your own quasi hands, do you firmly plant your hands mm-hmm. on the burning sidewalk to get ready for the peaky stone? <laughs> uh, it doesn't even have to be on the sidewalk. You can just get in your car and touch the steering wheel and <laughs> just hold it for 30 seconds. And then you can let go and start touching everything else. Because everything, you can touch the um, your dashboard, actually, if that's what you really want to do. That's, it's, that's hot. <laughs> all right. All right. All right, so we're going to go ahead and uh, take a break here just for a moment to listen to our sponsored ad for this section of the podcast here. Last Minute Screen Printing will handle all your t-shirt printing needs. A local business based in Tuba City has serviced customers throughout the Hopi and Navajo Reservation. Find them on Facebook and give them a like. To contact, call 602-526-7659. Or you can send them an email to b-r-i-a-n-o-s-i-f at gmail.com. Last Minute Screen Printing for all your last minute t-shirt printing needs. All right, and we're back here. So um, we were talking about res pickles and urban pickles. Or was it urban slushies or urban <laughs> res slushies? P- pickle slushies. Pickle slushies. And piccadillies. And piccadillies. Another big difference between the two diamond uh, groups. And so um, I guess uh, moving moving the conversation forward, I guess, um, uh, KJ, if you want to tell us, um, um, wanting... Being away from the reservation and wanting to be a part of our culture, wanting to be a part of the ceremonies, have you ever felt uh, difficulties being accepted by uh, folks that live here on the reservation? Um, If you can tell some experiences in that regard. Mm, Yeah, it's funny because people say like, oh, I don't treat you anyway, or you just have to you have to learn for yourself, but you know, when I'm the one making the initiative to, to bring up like, Oh, I don't, I don't know what you just said. If she said in my soul or not my soul, like say we went to go knock away and someone had said, and I overheard someone having a conversation and I heard a word I didn't know. And I'm like, Oh, can you say that again? Or can you tell me what that means? And they look at me sideways and it's like, and they, if it's a, a moment of judgment, I know it because it's like, you should know this and you're how old and you're asking me this, but people, yeah, they'll, they'll judge you for not knowing and then judge you again for asking and wanting to know. So it's always an uncomfortable situation. So if 
like, again, if you're like my younger sisters, they're not going to be the one to make that initiative because they know you're people are already judging them. But for me, I don't care. I, I'm at the age where I just don't care. I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask. And if you're not going to tell me, I'm going to ask the next person. And if they're not going to tell me, then maybe I just wasn't meant to know. And I'm going to leave it at that. I just have to, you have to find peace in knowing. You have to find peace of knowing you're going to be uncomfortable in these situations. But it's, it's up to you. If you really want to learn, if you really want to be a part of your culture, your language, you're going to, you're going to find every and any way to mm-hmm. get that knowledge. Yeah. For sure, for yeah. Sure. And, 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 you know, I, I look at Carl like that all the time, <laughs> you know, judging him for not knowing <laughs> some of the things that he should know. And uh, my sister, when she comes home, <laughs> you know, we're just going to give her a clap because she's been a good sport so far. We're going to die. <laughs> No, but anyway, my sister my sister doesn't know how to speak Hopi as well, so we speak Spanish to her. So we're like, ¿Por qué, Cortina? ¿Por qué? ¿Por qué wash the dicioso? And she's like, sí, papi. Sí, papi. That's so so Courtney, Courtney yeah. you know, Courtney, she she does she knows how to speak Mexican. She's like Nortorpito, Norto no sopo, no sopa, no sopa. It's like supra. Well, I really had fun doing this podcast. Um, <laughs> so, oh, so uh, well, Courtney's probably gonna murder me one of these days, and uh, I'm pretty sure this is gonna be my last episode. And I'm so. pretty sure she's gonna uh, see me as guilty by affiliation. So, <laughs> <laughs> let's give a hand uh, to Courtney for being You're a good, good sport. sport. You're so. a good sport. Yeah, sorry, Courtney. But I, get, I, I, well, I a question uh, for for Carl. Um, with uh, we've talked about it before between you and I in terms of our um, residency, the length of it being away from home. Did you ever experience that? Any um, issues of feeling accepted back home? Like uh, when we when I went to school, mm-hmm. um, I did tell you know my family members that I'm going to school for for quite some time, and um, you know it's uh, when when I came back home, I did feel accepted because. They thought that, you know, I, I was going to school for something that could actually help the, the Hopi people here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when I came back home and tried to help, nobody wanted help. <laughs> that, that sounds about right. Yeah, it's like, I'm trying to help you guys. <laughs> you know what? I, uh, at least in terms of my experience, I, I never felt that when I was away from home that I ever felt excluded. Yeah. But then it wasn't until I moved back full time, I think that, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you first get home and everyone's happy. Oh, you're yeah. back home. Yeah, you're, you're here. But then after a while, the dust settles and then, you know, you start to try to integrate into whether that's uh, the, the Kiva society yeah. or in different areas with your families. And then that's kind of where it gets to that point where it's like, hey, man, you just got here. You know, why don't you sit down and, and listen for a bit before <laughs> And get settled in. But um, move, moving on, on to um, a little bit more in terms of the res and the urban perspective. Um, and so, you know, the, the perspectives, definitely we shared a little bit about that at the beginning of the episode in terms of, you know, what our perspectives yeah. of urban natives are. Um, but what else are some other perspectives do you think that some of our res folk have for our, our city relatives? 
I mean, like, you know, the way that we do traditionally and the way that we speak is is one thing. And when we do go to like town or like Flagstaff or Phoenix areas, we kind of feel like excluded or we kind of feel like we're not into all of the or like, you know, fitting into the culture that's there. In the cities. In the cities, yeah. Like, you know, when I go when I go to Flagstaff. You feel like you're standing out. Yeah. When you go to Flagstaff, I mean, just for groceries and stuff, of course you see all the natives, but you want to feel like included, but you're like, I'm native, you know. What what you know it's okay that I'm buying like three gallons worth of Crisco, you know, and Bahanas are looking at me like, What do you need three gallons worth of Crisco for? What kind of bombs are you building? <laughs> You know, and and it and it's weird to say that you know, I and it's it's because we as natives here have a different mindset of like what the whole, um, uh, I guess, mainstream society is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's a really good point, especially now with all the craziness that's going on with the pandemic. I think that when you do go to town or places like Phoenix, you make it a point to omit the fact that you're coming from the reservation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like it's like you don't want to be from the reservation. You don't want to be seen as from like the res. So like when, when I have like a lot of uh Bahana friends and I worked with them for quite some time and then when I see them again, you know, I want it I want to be not Hopi. You know, I want to be I want to be like I want to be just like you. You want it to be like Courtney. And, I want to uh, be Porque like Courtney and <laughs> Porque Maria. Porque Maria. But no, it was, it was, it, you know, I, I want to be included with all the reindeer games kind of like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and when, when you're doing that, when you go to, when you're, when you're at the, off the reservation, you kind of feel that way. So, so would you say that, um, the fact that you, you don't feel like you're included or that you're not a part of the, the culture out there? Yeah. Yeah. Is it because you feel less than? Yeah. It's like, you know, oh, you have the latest iPhone. Yeah, I still have my iPhone 3 or something. I still have my flip phone. Find my flip phone from 1997. You know, and and you know, it works good, you know, but then you're you're excluded because it's all mainstream. It works well, but the the, the 9 button doesn't work anymore. So <laughs> I hit that 9 button like crazy out here. The Indigenous Design Collab are Indigenous designers collaborating to bring creative people and ideas closer together through education, communication, and creative expression. They explore, cultivate, and indigenize space. Indigenous Design Collab is having a call for entry starting September 1st for digital artwork for their second annual design show. The theme is Rise to Vote. For more information, they can be found on Facebook or Instagram. And, you know, I, I think that that's a pretty much a, a pretty universal perspective for most of yeah. folks, especially if you're somebody that's probably lived the majority of your life on the reservation that you see our urban relatives, our counterparts as maybe being more educated, yeah. being more sophisticated, being more integrated with uh, Bahana culture, with Bahan society. And so um, that, that kind of creates that feeling of, of being less than. And then maybe in turn, you know, that's kind of where some of that negativity derives from for when those our, our urban relatives do come back. And, you know, you kind of look at them with judgment. Oh, they don't know these Hopi things yeah. the way that we do. And, you know, that definitely uh, could be an origin for that. So, KJ, and um, without holding back, if you can, what what do you, from your perspective, what do the urban natives think about us uh, res folks? Can you can you state that in another way? 
so what do urban people think about resonators? Mm-hmm. Or like, like what's what's the stereotype? Yeah, what are the stereotypes? What do you think like, of like, like when you do come you think home? of us like we're missing teeth and uh, <laughs> that we smell? <laughs> <laughs> we don't take. We only take um, showers once a week, <laughs> which actually is I'm a reality now. It. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Um, I think. One thing is I know everybody is going to either be almost on E in their vehicle. Um, <laughs> the dirt car can be dirty regardless. And there's going to be a bunch of dents and the fender in the front or the fender is going to be really messed up. Um, and someone's always going to be asking for money for to get their choice of poison. Um, there's going to be trash. I don't care what nobody says. Everyone's village is very messy. We all need to have collaboratively go out there and clean up because it's embarrassing to bring people home. Like, there's trash everywhere. And nobody can say they're not, they have everything. They're doing something, but. We don't see that. Um, what else? <laughs> we're, we're blind to we're it. We're blind to it. Yeah. And how dare you say that we ask for money? <laughs> I only ask for money on Tuesdays because I'm poor. KJ, you have to understand <laughs> that that trash is a part of our lawn decorations. <laughs> and tra- no, those trash, no. my my fender is not that dented, okay? I didn't hit that dog. <laughs> that dog hit me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, that's all I got. Like, I'm not trying to go too deep, not trying to have no one come for me. <laughs> that's that- but other than that, it's... That's pretty much it. That's that's where the power of the the, the fake names come in. And and that's why I'm Jamie (laughs) and and Carl's uh, (laughs) Seaman. Oh, but yeah, I think that's. Oh, you always see a hitchhiker too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. And people will slow down to look at them. Oh, who is that? And that's why I'm looking at Oh, that's so and so. They're they're drinking again. And then drive by. I'm like, I'm going to slow down and make them think. Yep, I do the same thing too. I'm not urban, but I was like, ooh, look at that guy. I'm not going to pick him up. (laughs) He, he He looks smelly. (laughs) <laughs> no that's not me I'll, I'll stop and that's why I got in trouble that's why and they're like you stop picking up them you're just helping them get to the drug dealer's house and, oh I didn't know that <laughs> I thought he was walking that way I thought he just needed a ride they, they said they were going to the store <laughs> <laughs> he told me he was gonna get gonna get a, a slushie so outside of Circle M I don't know what else I was dropping him off at the Piccadilly <laughs> spot. <laughs> well, I, I think you, I think you are right with uh, all of your perspective views on what we are, and I think that is more, more or less like the stereotypical part of it. Like you know, we do have trash in our yards, and we do have dented fenders, and we do several, have several vehicles, several vehicles. Actually, I, I am part of the several vehicle club. You know, we're all trying to open up our own. Okay, garage. let's stop. <laughs> I shouldn't be saying nothing about vehicles because right now I'm cardless. So shout out to you guys. You guys still, at least you still have your cars. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, we still have our cars that don't run anymore. So we just send them just pretend. <laughs> it's 
for decoration. We just like you said, for, the tattoo yeah. is for decoration. Exactly. <laughs> and and so, you know, I, I think that, you know, but one of the things that, you know, doesn't always come up because I mean, unfortunately, you know, I think that's a dynamic for most native folks is that, you know, we tend to fixate on the negatives mostly, but in terms of like the positives, because there are positives, you know, in terms of how we do perceive our yeah. urban relatives and what it is that they're doing in the cities. Because, you know, for like yourself, for example, you know, you're uh, working towards a college education and myself and Carl were both in those positions at one point. And then so you do hear, you know, those praises of people that are doing things like yourself um, and others, you know, maybe who are uh, has have a career in, in some field in the urban areas. And you'll hear, you know, like the, the so'os or the kwa'as in the villages talking about certain people that, you know, they're they're doing this for themselves. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, there are those positives. And then on the on the opposite side for the urban natives, you know, thank God that, you know, the people back home are still keeping our culture exactly. alive, that they're still uh-huh. continuing mm-hmm. to um, keep uh, that foot forward so that our the children of today and tomorrow can have this um in the future. So uh, moving on, on to, um, so KJ, what are some ways that you think that um, urban natives and res natives can work together uh, to produce a brighter future for all us people, um, whether we're on the res or uh, elsewhere? Dene Mahapi Arts is a modern art made with traditional values. Dene is involving artists who is innovative through her artwork, while incorporating contemporary modern trends and bright colors being the base of her work. Hopi traditional elements is her main focus, giving her artwork an intricate finish. Though she's living in today's modern society, she paints meaning and value of traditional designs to showcase and symbolizes her upbringing out on Hopi. She specializes in customized painting, painted earrings to her colorful, bright canvas paintings and much more. Dene can be found on Instagram at Arts, where you can find and support her one-of-a-kind art pieces. Let's go. I like this question. Um, so, first of all, I think everybody should go to ASU because if we want to be innovative, ASU Woo-hoo. is number one in innovation. Works up. Um, I think it's important. There's a lot of um, misunderstanding that goes around because I feel like people... Or, or res, or okay, let's see. Res people think that urban people just want to go to school and then come back home and think they're like hot stuff, hot everything, and take over. I think that's what that's the how I felt is. when I first came. Actually, I still do that to this day. So I think I'm hot stuff. <laughs> I don't know um, who you're talking about, but, but I just want to throw that out there. Like every for me as a urban female, hope you woman, whatever. I don't feel like I'm bigger than anybody else. What I want for, this is my, in KJ's world, okay, if everything was bright and happy, what I want to do is learn everything I can while being in the city. Because in the back of my head, I'm always thinking like, oh, this will work in, at this village, or this will work with these kids, or this would, that's how my mind has always been working. So collaboratively, I feel like everybody needs to find their passion, what you're good at, stay in your lane, what you're good at, don't be trying to compete with the next person, and then talk. I feel like there's a, a communicate about what needs to happen. And my my thing is about policy. I like law. So I'm always at the um, the tribe. I'll go to the tribe and be like, oh, what kind of jobs do you guys have posted? What kind of things do you guys need? Or what, what field of study 
is really hard and people don't really want to do, that's the work I'll pick up. I feel like we just, there's a lot of under misunderstanding that goes around about what city people want to do or how they see themselves. Because if anything, I envy everybody who's out home because just like how you said, those people are the ones I feel wholeheartedly believe are the ones who are helping us keep the world going round. Because without them, I don't know where we would be ever. But I think it's just a lot of conversation that needs to happen. It's conversation that people get uncomfortable around and aren't ready to like fully accept that we we need each other we need each other and if we're not willing to work we're just going to be stuck in the same spot and just going to be sitting right here back on this podcast talking smack about each other that's all i gotta say (laughs) all right well thank you for that thank you for for bringing light into that yeah that's 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 a great point because like you're right you know there isn't much conversation that you know because i think a lot of it is because we hardly see each other and so that when we do see our urban relatives that the conversations are kind of the lighthearted stuff yeah how have you been like you know (laughs) trying to tiptoe against each other yeah yeah, well still trying to climb on the ladders you know that (laughs) that type of conversation and it's not what are you guys i'm sorry what are you guys doing at dinner tables because we have these hard conversations at my soul's house with everybody there well yeah, well, my soul, my I'm telling you, my soul is very, very on it. She used to sit there and, like, look at all her, look at everybody. She'll look you up and down, judge you. Then she'll let it out, like, you're doing this wrong. You should be doing this. Why are you saying this? Why Why are you acting like this? And she'll really put everybody back in check. Like, it, you said you wanted to come home and help. So what are you doing? What? what how are you going to help? Or And she's just. That's where I think everybody needs. Everybody needs some food. Some some and honesty. That's what I love. Yeah, some honesty and love and yes. stuff like that. And, and that's where Carl mm-hmm. and I come in because we feel like that we've been. <laughs> you know, we're very competitive. We we com- compete against each other, but at the end, we're always uh, doing something for the the good for the people and making people laugh. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with our podcast, and, um, so we're we're uh, just <laughs> we're, we're just about there. So um, we have, I think, time for one more question, yeah. uh, KJ. And so, real quick, if you can, uh, with your experience that you have had in the places that you've been, have you seen some collaborative efforts between res folk and urban folk that have been uh, worked out oh, pretty yeah. well? And sh- you could share some of, oh, some yeah. of that. Um, there's, I think um, one person or one organization that's really caught my eye is the Not One Week Coalition. Or yeah, I think that's what they're called. And they they've been working collaboratively with all types of people. They're networking like crazy. And I've been watching them and they've been making silent moves. So everybody who anybody who listens to this podcast, go give them a follow because they're doing good things. They have they have this grant that just came out and I know that um what else has happened? The virtual runs. I know a lot of city names have been really eating that up, the virtual runs. Not shout out to the pandemic, but shout out to the pandemic a little bit because that's really helped us like not, not, it's kind of like you're there, but you're not there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? And the Heath, how Heath has been collaboratively, collaboratively reaching out to our Hopi students and putting them in contact with like whoever they need, whatever they, whatever they need. 
whenever they need it and they just need to know you should speak up for yourself closed mouths don't get fed mm-hmm. um let's see who else who can i think of the heath's a pretty cool place i i wonder if they're hiring i should try to get a job there. <laughs> <laughs> um they only hire the pretty people over there <laughs> <laughs> well thank thank you uh well thank you thank you again for this opportunity that you took uh set aside for us yes yes thank you so much yeah and uh you know thank you and uh good luck in what all of your endeavors that you're going to be holding or your future endeavors and uh asu i don't know about that school i didn't even know that was even a school yeah it's the best best school in the world. i didn't even know that was a school you know my school was probably the best school so (laughs) i don't know man (laughs) ASU so, is number one in innovation. All right. Well, and thank you. And that's all you need to know, Carl. <laughs> well, thank you again. Thank you. Thank you for our special guest mm-hmm. to bring light into the urbans. And and, and, and before before we conclude, um, we, we like to, again, appreciate, uh, send, it, send it appreciation to all of you out there that listen to our podcast. And if you'd like to continue supporting us, you know, you can do that at our uh, website at anchor.fm forward slash CJ podcast 85. And if you have any um, any other businesses out there that want to sponsor us, because, you know, we do appreciate our sponsors oh, yeah. out there, Terraform, uh, Strong Ones, 4X Studios, the name Mahapi Arts. And uh, minute screen printing. also we do have uh, T-shirts available for sale on uh, Shopify.com, I believe. Was it shop, Shopify.com? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. or so go to our Facebook page and go. There are links to there. And if you are on YouTube watching this, click the link below to subscribe and, um, you know, um, subscribe to our podcast, click the bell icon to, uh, to get further notifications. And we are doing all of that. So, but please buy our shirts. We are poor. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, and, uh, shout out to, uh, Justin Villarreal and, uh, thank you again. All right. So my name is Carl and this is J-Man. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Um, 